welcome to the Pac-Man Podcast, Patriotic American Citizen. I'm Ted Flint on the BMG Network. There is a lot to talk about as I record this. It is President's Day and it's celebrated, I always thought it was celebrated around the country. Schools are closed. Most schools are closed. My daughter's school, uh, SUNY Albany, is not closed. They were closed on Martin Luther King Day, but not on President's Day because the presidents, no doubt, own slaves. So they don't recognize President's Day at SUNY. They don't recognize Columbus Day. They call it Indigenous Peoples Day. And I kept my daughter home. I think she had school that day. And she had school today. I said, honey, you know, it's it's a holiday. It's President's Day. We celebrate all the presidents, the good ones, the bad ones, the, the mediocre ones. From 1 to 46, all of them, Trump, Obama, you know, this nitwit we have in the Oval Office now. I know I shouldn't say that, Joe Biden. All of them. The great presidents, Washington, Jefferson, the, the founders were great men. College professors don't want to acknowledge that because they're Marxists, many of them, frankly. But the, without the founders, there wouldn't be a country. They gave up everything. They risked everything, their lives, their fortunes. These were men of means. Washington was a, a part of the aristocracy. He didn't have to do what he did, but he sacrificed. Jefferson, same deal. Yes, they owned slaves. Jackson, you know, Andrew Jackson's one of my favorite presidents, our first Democrat. There's some things I'm reading about him that I that I didn't really, I, that I don't like about him, but he was a man of his time, and he was a great president. Lincoln, you know, the Republican Party's the party that ended slavery. That's why it was formed, to end slavery. I'm, I'm tired of hearing about racial conditions in America. I'm, I'm just tired of hearing about racism, ending racism here, ending racism there. There is no systemic racism. There are pockets of racism, obviously, on both sides, on all sides, I should say, not just between the races, but among many races. You're not going to end that. There will always be people who are afraid, ignorant. They're going to be racist. They're going to have racial uh, uh, ideas about certain groups of people. And you're, you're not going to end that. It's, it's, that's, we have to live with it. Anyway, uh, President's Day, and I, I'm looking at what we're facing here in this country. And I'm, I know you're probably tired of hearing that we're in a bunch of trouble, and we are, frankly. This country has been uh, under attack for decades by the communist left, and they have their people in positions of authority. They control a dominant media culture, and they have for a long time. And I, want, I don't want to focus the entire show on that. But I'm looking around, I'm just jotting down little notes to myself of what what's, we're facing. Russian fighter jets over Alaska, over Alaskan airspace. Uh, the invasion along our southern border and our northern border for that, for that matter. You know, the UFOs, how many, how many have we shot down? Four, I guess there have been four found. One was a weather balloon, the other three we don't know what they are. Could be spy balloons, could be, I guess one report said there was some uh, some young person, uh, it was a private balloon or something that somebody was experimenting with. I mean, at 40,000 feet, one of them was at 40,000 feet. That's a heck of an experiment. If it's somebody privately owned this this uh, UFO, whatever it was, I mean, it's kind of it's frightening. North Korea firing off 10 missiles over South Korea. Can you imagine North Korea doing that if Trump were in office? You know they wouldn't. And you have the Ukraine and China and you know, Biden is compromised. He is compromised. And he was over. My wife told me this this morning. I haven't found anything on the news about it. But Biden made a trip to Ukraine overnight, gave them a half a billion dollars of our money, not of his money, but his money's our money. 
you think of it, but half a billion dollars. Where were the reports on the media? I've watched the TV news. I didn't see one thing about it. Naturally, they're all focused on Trump. Trump this and Trump that. They're calling Mike Pence in to testify about January 6th. And you have all these other people running for president. I want to get back to President's Day. You have Nikki Haley threw her hat into the ring last week. She says the president should not be old. And she's, you know, it's a shot at, obviously, it's a shot at Biden, who's 80. He acts like he's 106. But Trump is 76. He was 74 when he lost, allegedly, in 2020. And he's going to be, uh, you know, 78 if he's elected in two years. And she said the president should not be old. She's 51. So she's young politically. Of course, Don Lemon of CNN said that, you know, she's over the hill. She's past her prime. Like he would know what, what, what that means. He's past his prime if he ever had one. But Nikki Haley, she's running. And, you know, she said that uh, there should be uh, competency tests for any president, any politician over the age of 75. I'm looking at a, a piece here from, I think it was from Newsmax. I'll, I'll just read you her quote. We're ready to move past the stale ideas and faded names of the past. And we are more than ready for a new generation to lead us into the future. But she's calling for mandatory mental competency tests for politicians over the age of 75. That would include Trump, obviously. Now, she, I always like Nikki Haley. She's a, you know, competent, very bright woman. She was uh, governor of South Carolina for six years, from 2011 to 2017. Then she became Trump's ambassador to the UN. And then she voluntarily stepped down. I, there's something about her, though, that I can't abide. I don't know what it is. It's not because she's a woman. I mean, if we do get a woman president, uh, hopefully she's a conservative woman. But there's just something, you know, she always backed Trump. I know she's kind of kind of fallen away in, in recent months. I think now she's uh, she's figuring, like a lot of people in the Republican Party, that we've gone down the Trump road and uh, we came up short in 2020. If we try it again in 24 and we come up short again, it could be another at least four to eight years of Democratic rule. We can't, this this nation can't survive that. I understand that, and I have this conversation with people at work, at my work at the legislature in Albany, and, and they say, you know, we, we, we can't really, we have to go past Trump. But there is no more, there is no Trumpism without Trump. You need Trump there. You can't be nice. I know Tim Scott from, I think he's from South Carolina. He's going to announce a run for president. He's a nice guy. I mean, it's not, our objective is not to be mean. The main objective is, somebody put it, and I love it, and this, it's true. The objective is to defeat these communist demons and reestablish a free and a strong and a prosperous America. That's really the goal here. And if you don't think communism has infiltrated our, our federal government and our state governments, you're, you're, I don't know where you've been. We're fighting communism. You know, I think nice guys finish last, as the old saying goes. Never, we've been through all that. You know, George W. Bush was a gentleman. You know, a kinder, gentler America. A thousand points of light. His father, G, uh, H. Walker Bush. Compassionate conservatism. We're past those days. We've got to get down and we've got to beat these people at their own game. They can't be nice. We've got to crush them. Just unbelievable what's happening. Uh, President's Day. Um, Jimmy Carter, our, 40, our 39th president. One of the nicest most godly men who have ever occupied the Oval Office. Uh, he's a wonderful man, Jimmy Carter, and he's lived a full life. He's taught, he went back to teaching uh, Sunday school in his church. 
up until recently. He's 98 years old. I guess he's in hospice for his final days. Just a wonderful man. One of the worst presidents we've ever had. I mean, he was an honest liberal. He was probably one of the last honest liberals we had. He was just somebody who he wanted to micromanage everything. It was a horrible four years, 1976 to 1980. Gas prices through the roof, gas lines, the hostage crisis in Iran. Those thugs over there in Iran took our uh, American hostages 444 days, I think, over a year. And they were released on the day Ronald Reagan was inaugurated in 1980. Jimmy Carter, we, we wish his family well. He's He is a fine, fine man. All right, let's, uh, I want to make sure I'm not forgetting anything. I want to talk about uh, Biden and this Ohio uh, train disaster. There have been a number of other train derailments in recent days. I don't know if they're connected. I don't know if it's terrorism. Nobody mentions terrorism. But the administration has turned down a request for federal disaster aid from Ohio. The governor, Mike DeWine of Ohio, a Republican, requested disaster aid in the aftermath of this train derailment. And uh, all these toxic chemicals have been released into the atmosphere. And FEMA, the Federal Emergency Management Agency, told uh, Ohio, the state government, that it was not eligible for a disaster assistance to help the community recover. And the reason is because FEMA deals with natural disasters. That's the that's the reason they gave. Now, that could be the, the reason. I mean, technically, it wasn't a natural disaster. It was, you know, man-made. It was an accident. But when do you see FEMA ever step back from trying to insert some kind of control over a state or locality? Never. Never. But the DeWine administration's in daily contact with FEMA. They're discussing the need for federal support. That money's got to come from somewhere, from some alphabet agency in the federal government. But the fact they got turned down, and someone said recently, I think I heard this on, on Glenn Beck's show, it makes sense. The reason... That Ohio, this particular part of Ohio, 71% of those people voted for Trump. That's the reason, I think, that they're not getting the assistance they need from, from the feds. If this derailment occurred in New York or uh, Delaware, for Biden's home state of Delaware, or you know California, New Jersey, any blue state, you can bet they would get that federal money. But because it happened in a certain part of Ohio, which went for Trump in 2020, they're not getting it. They have all these dead scores of dead fish have been bubbling up from all these bodies of water in East Palestine, Ohio. It's Trump country, let's face it. And you know how Biden is and the people around him. They are nasty, vindictive people. They're small. And I think politics is playing a part here in this in this disaster. Former State Homeland Security Advisor Michael Balboni, New York State Homeland Security Advisor Balboni, was on Newsmax recently, and he said there are a lot of questions that are not being asked. Now, this happened, you know, two and a half weeks ago, whenever it was. And, you know, terrain, uh, train derailments are part of the business, as he put it, and th these things happen. But there is little being done, little being done to assuage the, the fears of the folks on the ground. And he talked about some of the things he would like to see asked. And maybe they have been asked in these last few days since Balboni appeared on Newsmax. What type of testing has been done? What's been the schedule for the testing? What are the results? What was the plume modeling? What communities were affected? What does it look like? Not just today, but in, in the next two or three weeks. Those kinds of questions 
need to be answered for the folks on the ground. Soil samples. It's been a controversy. I mean, so where did you take the soil samples from? How were they tested? Where were they tested? Those those kinds of questions. I'm not an expert on this, but Norfolk Southern has got to be asked some of these questions. And frankly, they've been kind of uh, mum on it. And I don't even think the the governor, Mike DeWine, has visited the site of the derailment. Maybe he has in the last couple of days. And where's uh, the transportation secretary, sweet Petey Buttigieg? He's more worried about racial equity and hiring than he is about this. He's the, you talk about somebody who's in over his head. He was the mayor of some town in Indiana, and now he's a transportation secretary. Buttigieg hasn't been there, to my knowledge. These people running the government, the federal government, it's the gang who, who couldn't shoot straight. They're, they're running things in Washington, and they're incompetent. And I, you know, working in government myself these past 19 and a half years, the most uh, incompetent people, the people who are the least talented, move up the chain. The people who are good at their jobs don't move because the government needs people who know what they're doing. So if you're good at what you do, chances are you, you stay put until you force the issue. A lot of these people in the federal government and state governments, they just, they're, they're incompetent. They're useless. They couldn't do anything else. They, they could not work in the private sector. That's why they're in government. All right. Uh, there's not a lot to talk about as far as sports goes. The NBA All-Star Game, if you watch that, I, I caught maybe 30 seconds of it. I saw a little bit of the slam dunk contest. Some white kid won the slam dunk contest, which doesn't happen all that often. And my, my son, my 13-year-old son, loves it. My wife watched a little bit of it. I, you know, it's Team LeBron against Team... I can't even think who the other team was. What happened to the East against the West? The best of the Eastern Conference against the best of the Western Conference. They don't do that anymore. Oh, LeBron, it's yeah, Team LeBron against Team Durant or one of the other top NBA players. I mean, it's, it's, I have no interest in it. It's foolish. They change the rules around. It's unbelievable. Anyway, that's, that's sports. Super Bowl's over. Football's done. I guess baseball pitchers and catchers reported last week. So we're, you know, spring training is just a month away and or less than a month away, I guess. And so baseball kicks off in, in April. That'll be something to look forward to. It's always great. I mean, life is great. Spring is coming. We're less than 30 days away from spring. And uh, that's a good thing. And that's about going to wrap things up for today. If you like what you heard in the over the last 15 minutes, please hit like, hit subscribe. We need subscribers to the Pac-Man podcast, P-A-C-M-A-N at the bmgnetwork.com. That's my email address if you want to contact me directly. And wherever you listen to your podcast, wherever you get them, Spotify, Buzzsprout, what's the other one? Uh, Apple iTunes, a host of uh, platforms. Wherever you're listening to us from, we appreciate it. Again, tell your friends about it. Share it, uh, the program on social media. And we look forward to doing it again real soon. Thank you for tuning us in. If the Lord wills it, we will talk to you soon. The Pac-Man Podcast was produced and edited in the BMG Studio. Music by Kevin McLeod. For more episodes of the Pac-Man Podcast, go to the bmgnetwork.com or go to the BMG Network on Facebook. And be sure to tune in to the next episode of the Pac-Man Podcast with Ted Flitt.